Welcome to the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast, where it's all about how to use creative thinking in your business for a standout brand with your host, Joe Gifford. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Blow Up the Blueprint. And it's Joe Gifford back here with the lovely Jenny Finnick. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Joe. Great to be with you. <laughs> lovely to have you here, my darling. So do share with my audience who you are and what you do in this world. Oh, my gosh. Who am I? I am a woman on a mission. Yes. Think, you know, we can all identify with that, right? I wear a lot of hats. I'm a mom of three. I'm a wife. I'm a yogi. I actually just came from yoga. So I'm like still in my out. Yeah, I'm like, oh, feeling so good. Feeling Full so confession, good. I'm wearing the yoga pants, but haven't done the yoga. Okay, well, I've still got, I got the pants on and I did the yoga. Yeah, good girl. I took off like one of my yoga tops. It's like, let me put on a sweater because I'm actually going to meet a client after this right down the road because I live in the Berkshires of Massachusetts <sighs> in the wonderful US of A. And we have a place called Kripalu. I don't know if you've heard of it or your no. listeners. It's wonderful. It's the largest yoga, wellness, and personal development retreat center in all of North America. So when you come over... You can get my house over and actually do the practice. So, yes, exactly. So I just, this new client just joined my mastermind and she was going to be at Kripalu this week. And I was like, you know what? Let me come over and let's, let's have lunch. Oh, so, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. So I have a great business, call myself a spiritual business coach. You know, really what I do is I help my people who are primarily coaches, creatives, healers, female entrepreneurs who know that they are here for a reason. They feel like their work is so was spiritually gifted to them from God, goddess, the universe, the divine to help them do it on a grander scale and to do it in a way that doesn't hurt them, that doesn't, you know, destroy their relationships, that doesn't destroy their health. I think sometimes when we finally find the thing that we're meant here to do, if you're anything like me, it took you some time to figure it out. We fall in love with it, but then we like hurt ourselves in the quest to do it. We start neglecting these other areas of our life that are meaningful and that matter to us because we're trying to keep up or we're trying to kind of follow what we think these other people are doing. And even though it like really is not us at all. And so my work is to help strip away all that BS and get my people back to the core of who they truly are so that they can in fact cash in on their calling in the world. Oh, I love that. And I love the fact that this is beautiful. I actually follow on from the last episode of the podcast, you know, with Lindsay Marino, where we talked about the fact that actually when you plug into your true creativity and your intuition, mm. that is actually where the cash is. That's where the business growth is. That's where it all is. But it's the thing that we resist the most. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why do you think that is? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I talked about this on, I was on Carrie Green's podcast, you know, from the female entrepreneurs yeah. and I totally talked about intuition. It scares the shit out of us. It scares us because so many people are petrified of quiet. They're petrified of silence. That used to meet me. I lived in New York city, one of the loudest cities in the world. <laughs> like, lights, there's no space, there's no nature here. And so I was just consumed with noise and distractions and everyone else's opinions and directions crowding out my own inner voice, right? And so society conditions us to just be really fucking loud and fill our world with lots of busyness 
with lots of consumption. Um, we're on the computer all the time. We're working all the time. We're shopping, we're drinking, we're watching TV and numbing all these everything. things. That's the word. We are numbing. And so once we stop, and that's why I love yoga so much, right? Yeah. You don't need to numb when you're, when you're practicing yoga. You learn to sit with uncomfortable sensations in the body and breathe through them. And for me, when I'm in yoga, I get some of my greatest downloads. That is, I mean, I've made a lot of money going to yoga. You know, this is such an important point. If people aligned doing what you love with making lots of money and realizing that the two are actually linked, that when you design your life your way and do things that light you up, I was saying with Lindsay earlier that if I allow myself the time to get my paints out and to go crazy on a canvas or to play my violin or to go walking with the cat like I just did over the field, my cat comes wandering with me, or to immerse myself in nature or to go to my kettlebell class or to go for my run or whatever it is, the stuff that we squeeze out of our really busy schedules, actually you are making more space. And in that space is where the magic happens, isn't it? Your true power. That is in that space, you will get the most amazing ideas and they're probably going to freak you out. And I think we should talk about that because Mm. often it's going against the grain. It may make no logical sense. You're like, this is crazy. You know, for me, when I was living in New York City, I was doing this whole corporate game and I was so miserable. I was making money, but I'm like, oh my God, I can't keep doing this. This is not sustainable for me. I knew that. And so when I would get these downloads, like it's time to walk a new path, it's time to go. I realized I was going to train to become a yoga teacher when I was still employed full time. I didn't know where that was going to take me. I don't teach Austin now, but I very much use all those tools in my coaching business for sure. Um, yeah, but it fucking scared me. <laughs> what do you mean I'm supposed to do that. That's so weird. I get it, but where's that going to take me? What do you mean I'm just now supposed to quit my six figure job without another job? But I've learned to trust that. You know, I have a very deep relationship, yeah. you know, with God, with spirit, mm. with goddess. Like, call it whatever you want, it doesn't really matter. It's just trusting in something greater than you and knowing that where you are meant to go, like your destiny, all that you are designed here to fulfill is so much more beautiful and expansive than you could ever come up with your rational, reasonable mind. Just for listeners, I'm giving it a little hand wave of a kind of, yes. And you know, so much of that resonates. So what was your corporate job? What was the one that you had? Yeah, well, I had two different careers. I started in public relations. I thought I was like going to be, you know, the Such head of a PR agency. Yeah, I was like working on these big clients and traveling the world with different celebrities. And it was wild, but I didn't love it enough, you know? And that was really heartbreaking because I thought I was supposed to love it more. And I I was supposed to love it more. And I just didn't. And I couldn't fake that. And I knew I was wise enough to know it wouldn't be a a smart move for me just to go to another PR agency to work on different clients. I was at one of the best agencies in the world. So I would just be at a different location with the same shit. (laughs) And so I said, no, that's not going to be it for me. And I I went into a totally different career, which was painful because I was like shedding this identity that I worked really hard for. And I became a conference producer, which I didn't even know was a thing. And so... (laughs) That was an awesome gig because it taught me to think like an entrepreneur. I got a cut of the profits of my events. And once I figured out what the heck I was doing, my events were very profitable. And then I also saw these very fabulous speakers on my stages. Most of them were corporate executives, but I had some budget for some of my bigger events to book on like big names like Tony Robbins. (gasps) 
Tom Peters, the T-Dog. Bagwell, yeah, like big, big names. And so I saw these people on stage, like, wow, just looking like they're having a blast up there, <sighs> getting paid really well because I knew what we were paying them. And then I also saw from that job the power of getting like-minded leaders in a room. Oh my gosh. In a physical room, in a yeah. physical room, which is why I've always had a live gathering element to my business since mm. really since the beginning. I was doing like live workshops as soon as I graduated from coaching school. I was like, let's do a workshop. And I've been doing live gatherings ever since. Now my gatherings really take more of the shape of retreats because retreats are like my zone of genius. Oh, I absolutely yeah. love them. But I saw all of that from that job. And I am so grateful for those experiences. At the time, I was, you know, kind of cursing them. Like, why am I here? I'm not supposed to be doing this. But we all learn from our past. And oh, I want God. There's I so much of that. Get that. Like, everything was molding you and shaping you for this exact moment in time. Oh, my gosh. There's so much in there that we're going to unpack. It's beautiful. Because I really resonate with the city job that you love. And I did love mine for a while. Like, you know, for well, actually not even for a while, but for a long time. I was in London as a design manager and new business development manager. So I'm a designer, went way up the ranks. Loved it. Loved being, you know, in the city. Loved that there was always buses going past my house. Lo- you know, in my yeah. 20s, I loved the Your noise. 20s. <laughs> then, yeah. 20s, I can do it. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel like, come please and have some <laughs> I need some tea. I just need some tea. <laughs> I've, got the, I've got my tea on the go right now. I'm gonna have my tea. Please, might I have some meditation music? I can't hear myself think. Exactly. I, I didn't realize that at my heart, I'm an introvert. I knew that I can show up as this big personality. I didn't yes. realize that I recharge alone. And for me, that showed up lots of disconnection with showing up as health issues, as chronic fatigue, as fibromyalgia, of endometriosis. Wow. Loads of endometriosis, I personally believe, you know, a huge story behind that, but also yeah. I think is really linked with that, you know, with the root chakra and with yes. your creativity and your feminine yes. energy. So that started me, and I quit with no backup. I quit yeah. my gorgeous me, job with my me too. team. Me too, nothing. Quit. And I remember walking down the street, you know, after I'd made this decision, I'd left my fancy flat, I'd mm-hmm. left my job, my whole identity, as you, you know, as you were saying, and at the time, the boyfriend that I lived with, he decided that he'd had enough as well. So my literally my whole life was like a sliding doors moment. Wow. And I was like, right, well, this is cool. I get to start again now. What shall I do? And that freedom of, I might do some writing for people over here. I love writing. Oh, look, I've been published over here. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I might do some more freelance stuff. I might do some teaching. Every single piece of all of those things now form what I do and what I love. And what you said, Jenny, was that your PR stuff, my God, how helpful is that now in your business? Your yogi stuff, you know, this magical mix of all the stuff that you have, your experience, your approach, your personality, your expertise already is your amazing lens of stuff, which yeah, you couldn't yeah. have probably planned. Like if we'd done a five-year plan, I wouldn't no. have said, well, I'm going to no. quit and I'm going to yeah. hope the checks come through because yeah. it was still checks. <laughs> right. Oh my, you're so right, girl. I love that our paths are so different. And it's wonderful to meet a fellow sister who also quit without the net. You know, you're well, just actually like- quit without the net several times because <laughs> I quit. I quit my big job, which was heartbreaking but freeing. And then I moved back up to Cambridgeshire, where I'm from, from London, and was doing this whole, I'm going to cycle around and do my writing, which was amazing. But at the time, wasn't investing in myself in terms of support. So I did have a business strategy, didn't really know what was going on, was struggling. 
right. took on some contract jobs and I would only ever last like three months in each one because I've got to quit this. And I, right. <laughs> so I had this pattern of quitting and walking right. away going, I can't work for anyone. I need to do Right, right. But then you figured it out. Like that's me. I did that stuff too. I had freelance gig in the old life. Once I figured out, I was like, oh, I'm here to do coaching. I had this one dude who was brilliant, but also crazy and hire me to like be his person to help his next level. He like sold a business. He had a good amount of money to be able to support his next venture, you know? But I just knew it was like, I can't work for them. You know, like, it's like you, I mean, that's good because you're experimenting, you know, you're seeing what you're meant here to do. And then you, once you find it, you know, and you grab on with both hands, like, this is my thing. It's a total I will invest. It's a crazy adventure and not for the faint of heart, but also fabulous. I can't <laughs> count. Or, yeah, there's so many times we used to call it Meltdown Thursday in my house because when I first quit, I kind of ran my own design agency. Remotely, I was doing freelance travel writing. I was doing freelance blogging and copywriting, all of which I now bring to my content agency stuff, which I do, and the creative thinking and, and content strategy that I do with clients. So it all makes sense now. But at the time, I then had baby twins. And oh my gosh. was still in burnout from when I quit my previous career. So it was all mm-hmm. kind of like, I know that I'm capable of this. Right. I can't work out how to get from here to here. I'm going to have a meltdown every Thursday about it. <laughs> <laughs> but now I know I could have shortcut that if yes. I had a coach. Right. Exactly. Or started investing really small. Right. You know, when I did it, it's such a good point. The market was so different. You know, I quit my last corporate job 10 years ago, Joe. It was November 2007. Okay. Now in November, isn't that crazy? I'm oh, doing about that next week. I'm doing a whole like Facebook Live and podcast, all that because it's like holy shit, it's been ten years. But I look back, going, wow, how much? Oh, how much less lonely it would have been if I would have had a coach. If there, I've known about these programs. Like I wasn't even on Facebook when I quit. It was that. Like the, it, it was, was such a different time. And I'm so happy for those who are kind of coming up now. Like when I get my hands on on my like coaching students or those women who join my mastermind, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that you have you know found the support system that like the tools are what they are now. Like lead pages exist. I'm like that wasn't there when I was here. We had to hire somebody. It took days to create something. <laughs> I did like, yeah, it wasn't even Facebook in 2005. We were still in MySpace and I was blogging on Blogger and it was all very, very different. And now it's like, you know, you've got Twitter, you've got Instagram stories, you've got all the stuff. And as you say, you know, I only discovered, I only started investing in myself. So I quit in 2005, mm-hmm. had another portfolio career. I only really started investing in myself in 2013. Wow. Okay. So you were kind of like going it alone there. I, but I would have shortcut this whole bad boy by yes. about seven years if I'd have just yes. for anyone listening who's like, well, that's fine, Joe, but I can't invest. You know, Joe, mm-hmm. where should I start? I started with like an ebook and then like mm-hmm. a slightly bigger course, and then you make the money back and you go right a slightly bigger course, and then a uh-huh. coach for a small amount of hours, and then a bigger program. Incremental. Yep. Totally and totally, and most you know programs like we're happy to offer. We have payment plans for ours. Mm. Like some of the payment plans, I'm like, this is way longer than I was ever offered, you know, when I was in that. But I know that for some women, it will make the difference between whether they can do it now or not. And so there's always ways. I went to my first ever female entrepreneur conference because I was at a point of like, okay, the path that I'm on, the kind of model that I was taught in the coaching school that I attended, I was doing the math. And again, when my last corporate job, I made close to $200,000 a year in that job. So it wasn't like I was making nothing. And now I'm going to like, I'm like, no, I was making something. And so now me going back to making like 30K in revenue in this, that's not going to cut it. 
And that was really the model that I was taught was like, take on a lot of these private clients for like $300 a month. And at that point, I got pregnant in coaching school with my first ever child. And I'm, I didn't want to go back five days a week working with a phone attached to my ear. This was pre Skype, pre all that. I'm like, this model isn't going to work. Okay. And I've got to figure out how to make it work because we live in New York city. My husband works, but he doesn't work in finance and he's not a lawyer anymore. He used to be a lawyer before I met him. So yes, he earns money in his career, but not enough to support our entire family. Okay. And I knew that going in, I didn't marry him just because I wasn't going to be able to work anymore. You know, I was like, and I want to work. He's like, I love you as well. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually want to work. So, okay, this isn't going to work. And I was on a teleclass back in the day. There was these teleclasses. They're now webinars, FYI. And so I was like on this teleclass, somebody told me about, about like overcoming fear. And I was petrified. I was like, oh my God, I need to be on that. And it was led by this woman, Allie Brown. Do you know who she is? The OG, right? Okay. The OG, Allie Brown. I was like, who's this Allie woman? So I hop on, I listen to her voice. I listen to what she's saying. I'm like, oh. She was giving great content and then telling about this event that she was hosting in like a month time in uh, Las Vegas. And I'm in New York and I'm like literally buying my ticket on the thing, looking at flights. I'm going to go. I was still nursing my son. He was at that point um, 10 months old. And I'm like, I have to go there because this isn't going to work. I sold my wedding dress to pay for that ticket. I sold my wedding dress, like one of my famous stories. I sold my wedding. I always knew I was going to sell it. I bought it secondhand. It was a designer dress bought from a designer consignment shop on the Upper East Side of New York. And I always knew some woman gifted me that opportunity to wear this dress that fit me like a glove. It was Badgley Mishka, like out of a dream. And I said, okay, I've been waiting. It's been sitting in my son's closet now. It's time. It is time. about that image such a strong visual image of your commitment. You're literally married, like you're committed to the next piece of your journey. That is beautiful. Go girl. And also with a 10 month old, like that's, I was back consulting when the twins were nine months old. (laughs) You know, I remember going to like arts council meetings, like slumped over the desk going, right, come on. Yes. I mean, that's no yeah. mean shakes when you're still nursing and you've got a little one, but you took that action. Allie Brown, I mean, massive girl crush, clearly. She's an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the live person events, I just want to circle back to that because you said obviously going to Ali's, you had to be there. Live is now such a massive part of your model and strategy. Mm-hmm. What is it in the dynamics that happen live that is particularly special, do you think? Yeah, fabulous question. There's magic that happens in that room. There's magic. Listen, there's magic happening between you and I right now in this conversation. You know, it's really powerful and I'm so enjoying it. And I'm so grateful that we have technology. We can have these conversations. You can put it up on your podcast. We have Facebook Lives. We, I have fabulous programs that are fucking deep and transformational and they can join in from wherever they are in the whole wide world. In fact, my last coaching school, one of our students lives in Russia. She's originally from Europe. She lives in Russia now. And we had a retreat as part of my coaching school. And the last round of our retreat, I'm going to do it from our our next class too. I had the retreat in my home. I have a beautiful home here. And I was like, you know what? I'm at a stage in my business where I only want to work with people I actually want to have in my home. And yeah, it was so cool. It was like an up level for me. It was like, that's where Mm. I am. That's where I am. And I love my people so much. And so my Russian student came to the freaking retreat. You know, like you hear people like they won't get in their car and drive for two hours. She got her butt in a plane and flew from Russia and she was here. And there was for everyone involved, myself included, is unforgettable what happened in that room. You shed things. You realize you're not alone. We shared um, desires and what they are releasing. We did that on the first morning of the retreat. 
And I saw the transformation. One of my students, she was actually a graduate who came to the retreat. She's like, oh, Jenny, could I bring my healing bowls? Yes, you can. <laughs> she goes, could you accept? I'm like, yes, please. We were on the, the, the ground level of my home, beautiful space. She brings her bowls. We're all like, I have clients on my couch. We're on the floors. We have oh. yoga mats out. We, I mean, it was just like, you can't do, I mean, she couldn't have done that otherwise in that way. She's putting stones on our chakras, putting essential oils on us. Like it was. Number it was one, I want to hit I want to come to the next one. I'm going to be on that couch with all the bowls, the essential oils. I'm going to be like lying around with my glitter and like, come on, let's do this. Glitter is welcome. You know, (laughs) I often have these moments when I'm at the moment, I've only been doing, you know, sort of virtual stuff, but a few kind of, you know, one-on-one in-person. Yes. There's more planned for 2018, which I'm so excited about of in-person stuff. But what I love even on the remote stuff is that, you know, with my brand of brilliance group where we're all about, you know, finding that special, you know, sort of matrix and, you know, projecting that so you get the right clients. So you design the business you love by putting out the right message is that oh, every single one of these people I adore and we all rock up exactly how we need to be in that moment. So if we have a group call, I've been known to be sitting there with my glitter on still from my morning rave or... <laughs> that was one of my best ones I was like sorry guys I haven't had a chance to, you know, I've just got back we're like it's cool we love it or if you need to be in your nest with a cup of tea fine if you need to be you know on the beach as some of my clients are I'm like cool do what you need to do and I'm like and now when I speak to people who are commuting to their jobs who are exhausted mm-hmm. come back I'm like oh my god you can design your career to fit your life. Like I'm going to hop off scene and then have dinner with my kids and probably do some painting with them and you know watch a film, hang out with the kids and then work later on with more amazing clients who light me the fuck up. Like, yeah, so amazing that we get to do that. But that's where the creativity comes in, isn't it? That yes. you get to tune into what you want. And, you know, we're never going to hit it straight from the gate. I'm now self-employed. I'm going to design this thing. I'm going to get it all correct because we right. have things to work through. But, you know, exactly like you were saying, in, in those moments in your home where you've chosen to have people that you are so stoked to have there in your space, creating magic, that's not work, is it? <laughs> oh, it was, let me tell you what else doesn't work. I've now led two retreats outside of the US this year alone, Costa Rica in January, oh. and then Tulum, Mexico in July. And I'm going back to Costa in March, which is going to be just mind-blowingly fabulous. Same resort we were in in January because I knew there was more work to be done there. It's sacred land. And when I'm there, I'm like, this is my work. This is, <laughs> yeah, what, you right. know, like what? Okay, you know, you're breaking. How did I get here? And I just love it. And I'm so blessed. And for my women who come, it's like they're realizing too that they can have this. You're allowed. And I think for a lot of us women, it's like, it's that permission slip. We're allowed. We're allowed to love what we do. We're allowed to work with people who we adore. You know, and sometimes we didn't maybe consciously choose that in, in our former lives. Maybe there was like some conscious things at play where it's like you work with somebody like, oh, this person's an asshole. Why don't you work with them? You know, and there was something you had to work out. Mm. Now we can be much more intentional with who we take on because we just can, you know, when we are leading up our own thing, we can say, these are the types of clients that I work best with. This is who, you know, is not an ideal fit for me. So it's just as women, the more that we claim this, the more that we realize we can make fabulous money, just helping people. I know. And Uh, it's what is so beautiful. And I find that for peeps who are still trying to find their way a little bit and they kind of, you know, they haven't made the connection of how everything that they've done so far is part of their brilliance. And here's how we can package it up and 
magnetize those clients because once you magnetize the right ones who love the fact that you're going to be splashing like essential oil everywhere with mm. you know your butter bowls and everything and and you know my peeps love the fact that I'm usually covered in glitter or sitting with the cat or doing something odd with my kids but they know that through the messaging that we put yeah. out through the brilliance that we portray yes and, you know when you're starting out sometimes people are like well I'm going to try on your messaging because that seems to be working and the copy and the and your tone of voice and your business model seems to work I'm going to try it on oh it feels really weird I'm getting weird clients once you step into who you really are and it's a journey you know you've got to find your voice and find your feet but that's where you are well on your way aren't you to establishing your awesomeness in this world Mm, yeah I call it Frank flying your freak flag flying your freak flag it's like wear your freaking glitter tell them you went to the rape at my retreat you know I went to India this year which was just it was a dream come true I turned 40 and I just knew that I was going to get to India and I was like oh my god I'm going like this is the the trip and I brought home bindis and so we wore bindis on the I'm like yes like I know I've struck gold when my clients are like excited because we're passing around bindis to wear and they're yeah yes and so that's what it is and it's so it's like but if you you aren't into bindis or yoga India like then don't fucking rock a bindi you know it's like just because I am or Joe's yes glitter and you're like I hate glitter I know people who hate glitter which I have a hard time even understanding that but (laughs) we can get therapy around that so funny because I have three kids two boys and a daughter and my daughter's like obsessed with sparkle glitter she was this fairy princess for Halloween and the glitter really was everywhere and Steven's like can we just kind of like tone it down on the glitter I'm like no we can't <laughs> we can't we have glitter like, in the carpets. At, like, glitter is like part of life. You know? <laughs> we have glitter like spread into the carpet at all times. It's usually by the sofa. I hear that in the kids' room, up in my room, because I bought a slightest hint of any dress up. Or in fact, just for going out, I'll, you know, I'll have my glitter and sort of lipstick on. Because play, I think play is a big part of all this as well, isn't it? We're playing, we're experimenting with what lights us up, you know, whether it's going to India and playing in that new environment, playing into what it means to be in a different perspective or playing in your retreats and you're in a sacred place. And, you know, for me, it might be playing with different formats of working. It might be, you know, sort of playing with different ideas. Whatever it is, I think we should do that. You know, we do it on a daily basis anyway to stay in your zone of genius to do tiny tweaks here and there to keep those sparks kind of active like it doesn't have to be a massive kind of like life-changing thing you know you don't have to quit something every day like we've talked about having a massive life-changing you know quitting things it might just be that you wander a different way home and you stop at a different coffee shop and you speak to someone new do something different play around with stuff that's where so much awesomeness lies so how do you see creativity feeding into what you do with your amazing clients I mean we've covered quite a lot but they're just with the whole image of of your retreats oh my gosh it's everything I mean everything I cry I consider myself a creatrix I love creativity I love honoring creativity like this piece of art behind me it's it was created I'll kind of move my thing and you'll see there's a butterfly on the top it's called like sacred temple becoming I didn't paint that. That was one of my students who went through my called Get Gutsy Coach training school. I commissioned that piece from her. She's an artist. And you know, it's like my whole, this whole space to me is like my soul exploded in here. I call it my son's (laughs) studio. That's what I call it. So I exploded in space. It did not exist before we put this addition on the house. Like this was an outside, this was outside until a few years ago when I realized I needed an exclusive space that really represented my soul to do my best work. I can work in hotel rooms when I'm traveling. I get inspiration anywhere. But when I'm on my home base, like my home turf, I needed a space that just felt so creative, so supportive. I have a sliding glass door. I can go right 
out into nature. I have trees everywhere. I mean, I am inspired everywhere I go. I'm inspired by music. I'm obsessed with Tom Petty. I've been listening to his music. Oh my God. Right? Oh my God, Tom. Like, and I'm so pissed. I never saw him in concert because I could. So mad. And he was born in the town where I went to college. I grew up in Florida and he's from Gainesville, Florida. I went to University of Florida. So when he passed, which was also wild that it was right, it was the really the day like um that that crazy shooting went down in Las Vegas. Like I feel like there's big souls like that cross over when there's like a major thing that happens in the world. Mm. I've noticed that. I've noticed that like Wayne Dyer, I think Louise Hay, like it was connected to these, like when like a lot of souls were transitioning from something really heinous, it was like these big names who who we know are like, I'm out. And there was, there's some kind of message in that. Mm. There's some sort of message in that. Anyway, his songs to me are very deep. I get so much from that. And I feel like, you know, my, my message for my people is to just follow those instincts, follow your creativity, follow those nudges, follow the things that you're like, this is weird, but that's how it works. Like these ideas come in. It's like what Elizabeth Gilbert writes about in Big Magic. Mm -hmm. The ideas come and the idea has chosen you because you seem like a worthy candidate. You seem like somebody who, I mean, you have what it takes to bring this to fruition or else the idea would not have come into you. And so your job is to decide whether or not you're going to trust the idea and trust yourself and, you know, commit the resources to make the idea real. For me, I work with spirit a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's like you are working with the creator. My sister died when I was a teenager. Um, She was 12 and I work with her all the time. I work with her all the time. She comes to me in different forms. In fact, my mastermind, which is called Glow, she gave me that name. She gave me that name a few years back. I was, I've been leading masterminds for a few years. Yeah. And um, it had changed form. One was called something and then something else. Yeah, it's true. And it was late one night. It was like two in the morning. I was pulling a late nighter. And I'm like, what is this thing called? I was, you know, I had called my book and my podcast were Get Gutsy. And so I'd really been into this whole gutsy thing for many reasons. And I was like trying to be super pragmatic about it. Like what's called the gutsy mastermind. And I was like, no, it's stupid. And, and like, I heard her come in and she whispered something to me. She said, glow. And I just started laughing because I remembered when we were kids. I don't know if y'all had it in the UK, but we had this wrestling show. I've just been watching it actually recently. So because, good, right? <laughs> oh, I'm so addicted good. to glow. So good. So good. Well, imagine being like, you know, 10 and watching it and you're like, oh, these girls, they're like, these women, they're so strong. They're wrestlers. And so her and I would watch it Friday nights. We're at our dad's house. Our parents had already separated and we'd go to our dad's and we would watch Glow. And it was awesome. We'd have like Domino's pizza, eating our pizza, watching Glow. And I heard her say Glow. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I was remembering about that time. It was gorgeous ladies wrestling. And then instantly it came into my brain. It was like, boom, boom, boom. Gutsy leaders of wisdom. That's what it is. Those are my people. And it was just like, boom. And I've been leading Glow ever since. And that to me is like the ultimate creative expression, the ultimate creative process when you can realize is you're not doing this by yourself. There are so many powers that you can tap into with nature, with your spirit guides, with God, goddess source, with just messengers. You'll be just out and about and someone will say something you're like, that's it. And do that. It makes it so 
fabulous. And you know, like you just, for me, I just want to saddle up and go for another ride every day. I wake up excited. Yes, I do. <laughs> I wake up and I'm like, yes, I want to expect miracles today. They're going to happen. And I sort of you know, run downstairs and cuddle my kids. And I, I mean, I might be tired some mornings. So, you know, so, the, so the running downstairs might be a little bit more, let's put the coffee on first. But mm. it's just like, yes, because we do get to have miracles every day. And it's done, if anyone's like, what the hell are they talking about with Glow? There's a Netflix series with Mark Moron, which is, um, see, I didn't actually realized that glow was a real thing it was a real thing netflix and then we found the actual stuff on the, the documentary there's a doc do you see the documentary yeah. where they like they showed you how you know and then like now we all sat, my daughters who are eight and my partner my daughters loved it and uh i mean i if i was a kid you know obviously like i was a kid in the 80s but you know i totally missed out on that one it's so much fun so what much- was the lady's name like the restaurant i'm just thinking her like the big she was like the samoan and she was oh yes Cause she had her in the, and she had like the health issues later on. I was like, oh my gosh, I never oh. knew what happened to her. It was so good, y'all. You have to just go see I'm gonna it. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, guys. Honestly, oh. it's amazing. And I so- love that it's the second podcast interview of the day where I've welled up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so beautiful that your sister was there to help with that and I love that kind of glow acronym as well that speaks to so so much and I love hearing about how allowing those moments of intuition and creativity are getting you those hits of like alignment it's like yes that mm-hmm. makes sense that's awesome. And I love how this room, you know, obviously this won't be on the podcast because it's audio, but I can see Jenny's lovely room where your soul has exploded in that space. Heck yes. How can you make your soul explode as much as possible around you, wherever you are? Is it the clothing? Is it your makeup? Is it whatever you're doing with your hair? You know, I quite often feel like a soul explosion on my hair when I'm having a sort of rainbow hair time and I'll be all the colors <laughs> on it. And it's, great, well, it's kind of brown and blue at the moment, which is, it needs to judge up. But, you know, whatever it is that you need, need mm-hmm. surround yourself with that energy and get in person with people who light you up yes like yes. my soul is on fire just speaking to you my lovely I just I just I just want to get on a plane and come I know I'm like we gotta hang in person like there's a lot to do the other thing I'll, I'll mention to your people, which I've been, I don't know if you use these, Joe, but I have these on my desk. I'm, I'm like into Oracle cards. Well, yes. I'm going to create my own deck. I, that's, I'm just putting it out there. Alana Fairchild, Sacred Rebels. I don't have Sacred Rebels. I, I have a bunch of decks, but I got this one recently. And I'm like, <gasps> so I will use these a lot with clients. I'll sometimes do them on like a Facebook live. I'll just, it, when I feel called, when I feel like that I need to pull a card and I'll pull that card and it's always so I'm grateful to Alana and her illustrator her her artist I mean the cards are just they are exquisite you know they're like, so beautiful guys I put these in the notes beyond oh. the mind the heartbeats I mean they're just the images they're all women and it's cool like this one sacred rebels it's like the maiden the mother the crone you know yeah. that it's just the image and for us women to realize that we are involved in cycles and seasons our bodies were made in that way and so you know wherever we are now this is a cycle this isn't a season one day we're going to be I am going to be that crone one day and that's going to be beautiful. And I don't have to wish that I was still 40. It's like there's wisdom at 40 that I didn't have at 20. Maybe my face looks different and my body looks different, but I've never felt better. And I hope and trust that that's going to remain that way for me. I know our bodies are going to shift and evolve, but it's just when we can just celebrate where we are and not (sighs) wish that we were different and obsess about the five pounds that we wish that we could lose or, you know, all that bullshit. It just holds us back from what we're here to do we've got power without that stuff like you know I'm I'm 41 now 
now. So I turned 40 last year. And Mm -hmm. I often say to people, it's like, I am the happiest I have ever been. I know myself more than I ever did. My body, yeah, sure. But when I was younger, it was probably slimmer. I don't care. Like now I know it so well. I know how it links with the moon. I know how to listen to it. I celebrate it. I've did, you know, this year I did my first ever naked photo shoot for someone's photography project. That's so awesome. Like a naked photo shoot. I think, you know, the month, you know, I had like a three week period where it's naked photo shoot, half marathon snowboarding. And I was like, oh my. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Rock it. <laughs> I'm loving it and it's like when I was younger I had all these insecurities and but that's 20 years later of self-development work of personal insights of spiritual growth of all of that stuff so I had like another 20 years on that and 60 is gonna be awesome <laughs> I'm yeah I'm like bring it on you know and the fact that I think what we all have to remember is like we're fucking alive you know and that's a gift again because I learned that really young I was 16 when my 12 year old sister died she was the only sibling I had or so I thought until I turned 25 I learned I had an older brother that I never knew I had whole another story um, but yeah you know my life is really fascinating so yeah the we're alive so you're gonna bitch about the you know you gotta just come that's back like, to this place of like really like yeah. really like we're breathing right now this is amazing we can do anything I mean we're living in these fabulous times yes there's a lot of hardship that's going on and the world needs more especially women leaders to step up and speak our truth to help people to point out injustices to point out bullshit like that whole you know hashtag me too that Mm. really captivated me I realized you know how things were done back then and now with my daughter who's three I'm already having conversations like with her teachers I'm like how are we making sure that like girls know how to speak up and like you know how because I have two sons too and it's like when does this begin that we you know what I mean like how we are with our bodies and that we like can't we just see each other as humans and not pieces of meat and that that anyone can control us or, or do things to us that, that's not okay with us. So, you know, I feel like that's one of my responsibilities Huge. is to bring languaging to this so that we leave this planet better than how we found it. And I think that, you know, we touched a, you know, a little bit on this, the fact that as entrepreneurs, you know, we, yeah, sure, we can design a career that fits our lives and the families, and the, but we make impact. If you have a voice, if you learn to lead in your own life, if you learn to lead within your family, within your team, if you have one, within yeah. your you know community, whatever that looks like, online, off, everywhere, you're having a ripple effect. You're having a profound effect on the lives of people who you might not even know who's listened to your you know, most recent podcast or read your blog post mm-hmm. or... That might have been the spark, as we said earlier, that will start them to think, do you know what? I've always had this little itch that I can do more in the world. What can I do? You know, we'll go read Jenny's stuff, you know, you know go see what's going on. Start to explore that itch. You know, this might be another little nudge from the universe for you. Or you're thinking, hey, I want to go to early morning raves and then come back and talk to my clients and then pick my kids up from school. Like for me, that was a perfect day. I'm just like, I love my life that I get to go. And this was a morning Gloryville one, Jenny, you'd love this. Um, Have you seen the Shard in London? It's like a massive, like sort of glass building. So we're up in the apex of the Shard for sunrise of the autumn equinox, right? So (laughs) really powerful. Everyone's all dressed up. There's like, you know, raw vegan food. There's like amazing tunes. The sun's coming up over the city. I'm giving it mum dancing, right? It's all... (laughs) 
<laughs> and proper like and then I kind of wander by the river with my partner have some beautiful breakfast in the autumn sunshine jump on a train back home pick my kids up snuggle up with the film having served my clients you know partly remotely partly at home I'm like done thank you universe that I get to do thank this you. thank you and but other people can do that too in whatever it looks like yeah. to you if you yeah. start following that creative itch and start to look at what you can do we have power don't we create your power follow yeah follow your creativity it will lead you someplace worth going (laughs) listen my gorgeous girl where can people find more of you and your gutsiness oh yes yes well thank you for asking well oh my gosh well my home base is jennyfennig.com for those of you who want to kind of tap into a meditation i have around Mm. attracting in more soulmate clients jennyfennig.com slash clients grab that. Happy to offer that up to your people. Thank you. If you want another podcast to listen to besides Joe's awesome one, uh, mine is called Get Gutsy. Yes. I want to have you on my show. So I'm going to send you a link if you're game and come on. It's going to be a hell yes, isn't it? Yeah. My interviews are like conversations, like what you and I have done. I find those just so gratifying because it's Mm. just real. It's not scripted. It's not like formulaic. It's just because that's the creative process is not scripted. It is not formulaic. And if you're trying to make it that way, you're going to be really frustrated and you're, you're just going to be creating something that's like blah. That's just a fraction of what it could be. And so I appreciate what you're doing, Joe, so much. Um, I'm also really active on Facebook and, and Instagram. So, you know, I'm going to put all the links yeah. in the show notes, guys. So you can Thank find you. Jenny everywhere, you know, so go find her and also let us know, you know, what you thought about the conversation, what aha moments you had, what your soul looks like when it's exploded around the room, you know, tell <laughs> us what has lit you up from this conversation, if anything. And Jenny, thank you. You're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.